0: What's going on, there, everybody? This be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, the podcast episode twenty six, and I got a special guest. I got a an up and coming. I want. I don't, don't want to say up and coming because you got a lot of projects. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have uh, Dabbley, straight out of High Live. What's going on with you, bro? What's good? How you doing, DJ Anonymous? Doing good, man. It's just grinding, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you know you have a, a fan base. You know. But it's still some people that have yet to know who you are That have discovered you So you know, tell like a little brief, you know, history about yeah, yourself Yeah, do,
1: definitely, definitely
0: uh, First off, I actually coined this term
1: like the other day I feel like the genre of music I make is called soul hop Soul, know? Up, soul yeah. hop, you know, it makes your hip hop and soul shit I can hear that,
0: because yeah, like man. I said, it's different, you know, from what I heard
1: mm-hmm. And that's what I like about it too, is that it's really unique, you know Like I don't think anyone sounds like me but basically, I've been doing this for almost three years. Like, mm-hmm. actually recording mm-hmm. for three years. And I've been doing music, like I was telling you earlier, since... I can remember I was in chorus in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Made a school. I did musical theater. So I was on stage singing, dancing, doing all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... I joined band in eighth grade, so I learned how to play saxophone. And mm-hmm. I switched to the French horn, which mm-hmm. I still play to this day. I get gigs to play and shit, which is really cool. This mm-hmm. is, like, extra pocket money. This was up, man. Yeah, bro. And basically... I've been writing songs since I was in middle school, too. So I kind of just, like, made a fusion of everything that I knew, which Mm -hmm. I knew I loved music, but I didn't really know which direction I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started just writing my own songs in, Mm -hmm. like, adult life, you know? Like, 18, I started, and I met these boys, SoFlo Records, which we were really low-key at the time, Mm -hmm. and it was just, like, five of us, and now we got a team of, like, 15 people, you know, not all artists, of course, but, like... We've got CFO, CEO, you yeah. know, managing money and stuff because we, we do make money. Yeah. And it's really cool. I mean, I don't know if that was detailed <laughs> enough, but it's just <laughs> I mean, basically a podge of music.
0: So when, so, um, how old you was when you first started, like, listening to music and got the love for it? Oh, damn. Dude, ever since I was young, super young, bro, I
1: remember it. we used to have this record player in my house. Yeah. And my parents would always be playing different types of music, bro. My parents have a vinyl collection, bro, that is so fucking huge, bro. Crates mm-hmm. and crates of vinyls. Mm-hmm. And I'd be listening to shit from musicals to Van Halen, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like fucking a lot of rock. Like, not much hip-hop. I don't think any hip-hop, hip-hop actually. And I didn't really start listening to hip-hop until, like, the end of high school. So I was, like, kind of oh, like a so late bloomer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, just because I was studying classical music, I was playing classical music all the time, that's what I was listening to on my spare time, you know, like fucking Mozart and shit like that, which is cool. (laughs) I appreciate it, you know, but um, it kind of led me in a different direction. And so, yeah, bro, ever since I was really young, like, fucking 80s rock, bro. That's, like, basically my whole, like, discography of shit that I knew Mm -hmm. was, like, 80s rock. And, like, some church songs here and there, you know, like some jazz songs here yeah. and there, but it was mostly that. And then when I got out of high school, I started listening to a lot of hip-hop, J. Cole, you know, okay, the okay, usual, okay. Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick. like, shit like that. Who else I be listening to? Fucking Kid Cudi, Kid Drake, Kid. of course, like...
0: Kid Cudi also I could hear in your music, too. Yeah, Because, I mean, Kid Cudi, you know, a lot of people always name like, Kanye and stuff, but even Kanye had a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. From K you know what I'm saying? So, K Cuddy to me is one of them really underrated artists, you Dude, know, definitely. of all time. Definitely. Like, Man on the Moon is like one of my favorite albums of all oh, time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I agree.
1: That shit's so good. And what's that other one? Fuck. The one where he's like, not with like the stars inside. I want to say it's like Interstellar or some I shit. I think like I know that. what you're talking about. Uh, whatever, but <laughs> regardless, K Cudi is the fucking. Goat, he's a genius, bro. I especially love what I've really drawn out of his music is how he layers, like, you know how he hums a lot, like yeah. how he layers his humming and he harmonizes the humming and he does a lot of, like, panning and shit like yeah. that and, like, raising, like, certain frequencies in his voice that really get the color to come out, yeah. which I think is really cool and a lot of music these days, oh, I'm hitting shit, <laughs> a lot of music these days don't, don't pull out those colors, you know, they, don't. They, they all sound the same, you know, just, like, Generic trap beat, mm-hmm. on tune
0: reverb. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, yeah, you you have you have like um, the all these artists that does that. You still have some like yourself that's like hitting, like mm-hmm. hitting gems, you know. But it's sad, like you know, music nowadays. You, it, it feels like you know, especially for producers, you have to follow that trend. Mm-hmm. Well, you, honestly, for a person like myself, as a DJ, you don't need to do that. You don't need to. Follow the trend, like, be different. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the ones who are different, like, think of all the decades. Like, Kanye, when he first came out, he was different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who was? Uh, like I said, you know, Kid Cudi was different. You mm-hmm. know, Wiz Khalifa was different. Um, Lil Wayne, at one point, was was different. very different. Yeah. You know, he, to me, he's one of the godfathers of, of this everything whole that's, movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so, agree. So, yeah, man, so... What was uh when so you said that you stop you first started listening to hip hop mm-hmm. at the end of high school. Yeah. Why why you ain't really listening to hip hop like that? Well, the thing is, dude, believe it or not, I used to not even like
1: hip-hop that much. Like, people would put it on, and I'd be like, "I, whatever. Because, like, I was so brought up in this roots of, like, rock and roll, you know? Like, listening to rock music, listening to the blues and shit, because I know Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, they do a lot of blues stuff. And those are, like, two of my favorite bands, excuse me. So, like, I wasn't really, like, taking the time out of my schedule to, like, go out of the way and listen to new music, because... I, I guess I was arrogant in that way, you know, and mm-hmm. I was also studying classical music, so like, classical and hip hop, those are like two
0: yeah two completely different things, different yeah.
1: things you know. And it's kind of the stigma in the classical world that any music other than classical music is inferior,
0: mm. you know,
1: because of the hundreds and hundreds of years that practice has. Mm. Which that's something I started realizing. I'm just like, dude, I don't really fuck with that, you know, because like, all music comes from the same place, bro.
0: Like, music yeah. comes from Africa. There's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, yeah. it started
1: with. I don't know if it's voices or drums or percussion, but everything came from there, bro.
0: Yeah, for the motherlands, I always heard that. literally,
1: bro. And people will argue that day in and day out, but that's where it came from, bro. And so, like, I kind of started realizing that I was having, like, this arrogant, Mm two-faced vibe about it. And then my boy, he was just like, bro, you need to listen to this guy. And it was J. Cole. And I never heard J. Cole before. I probably heard, like, a single or Mm -hmm. some shit without even knowing it was him.
0: Yeah. And I
1: heard that shit, and the first shit I heard was Born Sinner, bro. That's, like, my favorite J. Cole. Born is my
0: favorite album bro. film of all time. Like, he's, he, he, Born yeah. is actually in my top ten now, because me and my fiance we both love J. Cole. Mm-hmm. The concert he did last year, that was my first, my first, first ever concert going to Damn. ever. So, like, that experience was, like, J. Cole, I was joking around. But I was kind of serious. I like J. Cole, my favorite rapper of all time. No, bro. Because it's, it's like, so good. A, it was my first concert. And he went back to uh, his mixtape days mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, bro. To the recent um, album he just put up. But yeah, Born Sun is like a classic, man.
1: That's funny how you say he was your first concert because he was my first concert, For too, real?
0: dude. I saw him when he did
1: 2014 on tour. Yeah like, man. That what? shit was so good And like you're saying He threw it back To like Friday night Like yeah. shit And dude I think he even Took it back to The warm up and shit Yeah like the warm up All to. that stuff
0: It's crazy But he's definitely Like in my top Top 5 Top I, 5 So we gonna get Into that later Cause I was in that, at The podcast Alright But um So yeah You were saying That um, you was listening To J. Cole yeah. That's how you got Into hip hop And yeah
1: That's really how I started getting Into hip hop I listened to Born Center And I was just like Damn this shit is Good. This shit mm. slaps. Like, and I started going through his shit. You know, listening to Sideline Story, the Warm Up, Friday Night Lights, yeah. all that shit, all that good stuff. And then he dropped like a like half a year after, he dropped 2014 Fort Souls Drive, and I was just that, like, Oh, dude, that was amazing. Yeah, I love that album. It's really good too. Um, and after that, like, I started listening to Kendrick, and I knew Kendrick more just because I feel like Kendrick was a little more mainstream mm-hmm. at that time because um, he had shit like Bitch do My Vibe like came yeah, hey yeah, yeah. like, out Poetic Justice with Drake is that with Drake? Well, yeah, yeah yeah Poetic, poetic Justice with yeah Drake, that's yeah. with Drake and so like I knew Kendrick and shit and Kendrick is probably my all time like best just cause I like how versatile he is from project mm-hmm. to project mm-hmm. you know it's always different and I love the influences he gets from jazz music too yeah I, I bro I'm a sucker
0: for yeah, jazz yeah Kendrick Kendrick well both Kendrick and J. Cole they have an for of music and uh, I said a couple podcasts ago I said Kendrick is like the closest to Park in my opinion mm-hmm. like he's the closest one that for you know kids that's under 21 that don't really know about Park or, or even Biggie but like the more about Park mm-hmm. if 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 they listen to they can listen to Kendrick now but they go back to 2 they're like wow like I can see the resemblance mm-hmm. and stuff like that so It's like He's the closest And J. Cole to me He's the closest to Nas Mm -hmm. Like Nas Like I Like a lot of people Compare J. Cole to Jay-Z But I hear more Nas Than J. Cole I feel with with, Well he has that song too Let Nas down Yeah You could
1: tell Like he says it in the song He's been listening to Nas Since he was a kid Yeah And like you could tell From too From the cadence The way they deliver The Mm storytelling quality of it You know Mm -hmm. like Jay-Z is I mean they're all from New York Yeah so like, well, J Cole born in Carolina, but he's lived in New York for a yeah. minute, and like, they all have that New York style, you know, like that mm-hmm. New York quality. You can even throw Biggie in there, dude. Mm-hmm. They all sound similar, yeah.
0: but now like, Jay Z's the closest. He resembles Biggie, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: But like you're saying, like Jay Z with Biggie, Cole with Nas, that's yeah. just how it is. And Kendrick with Pac, dude. Yeah. They're both from California, you yeah. know. Like it's, I feel like where you are located geographically has a lot to do with the sound you're making, yeah. bro. And like you could say from here, everyone from Florida, bro, everyone from Florida has some crazy sound, some different yeah. sound, you know, that you never heard before. Yeah. So that's when people are like, oh, they're always from Florida. They're always from Florida, <laughs> and bro, and that's where a lot of the new music is coming. Yeah, you but know? you know,
0: you gotta you know, it goes back to you know, Trick Daddy. You know, Miami was always known for like beauty booty music and stuff, and also <laughs> disco too back yeah. in the day, like way back in the day. But Trick Daddy was that first artist, him and JT Money with them artists that, you know, was about lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, in the music, you know what I'm saying, even when it was, like, up-tempo music. So I feel like with them, you know, you can hear a lot of influences from every, you know, artist from Florida, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It just, we all, we, we, you know, all, all of y'all have y'all, y'all different type of flows, but you can hear bits of Trick that and JT Money mm-hmm. and everyone's lyrics because of, they was, the first, they was the first ones to, to be like, you know what, we lyrical, you know, because they had a lot of influence, you know, um, Miami didn't really have hip-hop down here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, from my mom and them just always telling me it was always either disco, uh, gospel mu- music, um, you know, like... Uh, r and and stuff like that they didn't really have football so we had to they said they had to listen to artists from like New from York here, and, yeah. and the West Coast and stuff like that so like when they came out and stuff and you start seeing that change like Rick Ross's, the Pitbulls the Trinas mm-hmm. now you know the the Icebergs and things like that Now y'all generation you know with the, the um, Little Dreads and things like that like it's, it's, you, it's still... You can still see that trend, you mm-hmm. know, going. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to say, like, shout out Iceberg. I don't yeah. think he gets <laughs> enough credit, bro. Iceberg, you know, we, me and my me and my friends, we had this discussion because when I was in high school, when we was all in high school, Iceberg was, like, the man. Mm-hmm. And he still is. I just feel like I know what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to be more like a, a Nipsey hustle Tech now. Like, he's yeah, going to yeah, stay yeah. independent. But... I, like, to me, I feel like every time I look back, at I like Iceberg should have been like Kodak. Yeah, bro, like, right? He shouldn't have had that same, that same uh, how you call it? That same height, in a way. Because when Kodak came up, Kodak was just everywhere. You yeah, know what but it also it's a
1: different time back then too, because there wasn't all this influx of technology. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I feel like. What led a lot of these guys coming out now, like Kodak, Ski Mask, mm-hmm. X, you know, Lil Pump, Smokebird, yep. all these guys. is their massive social media mm-hmm. influences that they have backing them up, bro, and giving them that major cosign, mm-hmm. bro. And someone even even more mainstream than that, like Russ, bro. I don't yeah. know if you've seen Russ, Oh, Russ, Russ, Russ hard. He's got a
0: crazy following, bro. Russ is hard. <laughs> Russ, I, my boy, shout out to my boy Carl. Carl put me on Russ last year, and Russ is like, he one of them artists that's like... He's them hitting jumps. Mm-hmm. You know. I respect his hustle, bro, because he does everything by
1: himself. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could say that I'm not really a fan of is just how arrogant he is because yeah. he knows he's good, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's a double edged sword because there's a difference between confidence and when your confidence starts rubbing off people's cockiness, you know? Mm-hmm. You could be confident in yourself, by all means, dude. I mean, that'll make you a better everything. Yeah. If you're confident, believe in yourself.
0: But it gets to a point, dude, where it just comes off the wrong way. Yeah, you know. because yeah, yeah. I heard of that before, like, um in different like interviews and stuff and different like medias, they're like they're bad Russ, because of that. Mm-hmm. But to me it's like I can't say he's sorry. Like some mm-hmm. people hear one bad thing about other like, I don't like him. I'm like, no. I like Russ same thing with Logic, like Logic you know, they got he got this thing of being biracial. In my in my opinion, honestly, you know, being black and my fiance, she's Dominican, so we gonna have multicultural kids, and I feel like it is a different struggle, you know, with with you know with bi, with biracial mm-hmm. you know kids and stuff like that with biracial people. And I know. feel like for him especially
1: because. Yeah. He looks white. Like you look at him, and he looks yeah. white. He doesn't look
0: biracial. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, he says in his story that he'd go to school and people would call him white, and then he comes home and his parents would call him black and stuff. So it's just yeah, like it's confusing like, for a kid's mind. Yeah. And the the household he was raised in, you know, like the situation he was yeah. in, you know, like that. It wasn't privilege at yeah. all, bro. It was very much struggle.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he he he's 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 being bashed because a lot of other people not they afraid to speak on the. You know, they haven't experienced that, and like you know, like I tell people, you know, by twenty six, by twenty sixty, it really ain't gonna be no such thing as race. Everyone's gonna be mixed, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like you starting to see the, the beginnings of like you know the biracial, you know, starting to take over a little bit. And now Logic, what he's doing, I respect that. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes he may go a little bit overboard, but then yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like He bringing on something to light Where some people be like, oh, it's whatever Like, you mm-hmm. privileged and stuff like that Like, nah, man, like When I have kids My, my fiancé told me She she said she want to have that talk You know, because, you know, they they going to be black You know, especially with all the stuff going on With the police brutality and mm-hmm. stuff like that My talk is going to be about that too But it's going to be more, like Deeper than that, because It's like you know, you're going to go somewhere you know, in a a Latin Latin neighborhood and they, certain people may look at you a different way Mm -hmm. and then you may even go to a black neighborhood, they're going to look at you a different way, like, you know, different schools and stuff like that. And like, for me, my thing is when I when I, you know, when they able to, you know, listen to me and stuff and like, you know, copy him, I want to tell them one thing, just do one thing and don't Give a fuck what no one said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I grew him. up like that. Like I kept doing my thing. I was a geek, still as a geek, a nerd. Still play video games. I to have like the big backpack. <laughs> but like I tell them, like don't, don't give a fuck what people say. Just keep going. Cause that's another thing. Like we all, you know, fell with depression and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I have, you know, when I was younger. And that's something I don't want to go back to. And I don't want my kids to suffer through yeah, that. that's, that's you know what the
1: saying? worst thing. It's just like, you knowing what it feels like and then having your kids go through that too. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, f- I can only imagine it's a horrible feeling, bro. And it gets harder now in these days, like I was saying before with all this technology, bro, mm-hmm. all this social media, everyone's just looking for validation. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just looking to be the cool kid or whatever the fuck, just to be accepted by every, mm-hmm. by your peers. And of course, it helps. It mm-hmm. helps a lot if you have friends and you're accepted and you're seen as a cool person. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter, bro. What matters is just the quality of person you are, you know, how good of a heart you have, how mm-hmm. good of a mind you have, you know, like, are you willing to, what am I saying? Are you willing to help people without mm-hmm. anything in, in in return, bro? That's how I was raised. My mm-hmm. parents would always tell me just like, dude, help people, you know, be a good person because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, that's what matters, you know, and I've, something that always sticks in my head is my mom told me really when I was young, she's just like, you want to know what a man is? She goes, man, is someone who keeps their word. Mm -hmm. Like a man is someone who steps up to the plate Mm -hmm. and takes responsibility, you know. And I didn't really understand it at the time. But now as I'm becoming an adult, I'm just like, damn, dude, that is the truth. You know, your word is all you got, you know, like fucking your work ethic, Mm -hmm. your hustle, you know, like can you take on responsibility and actually follow through? Mm -hmm. Like these are important qualities to have in a person. And if you don't have these qualities, you're seen as a flake you're seen as someone who doesn't really care about anything mm-hmm. and that could affect your career and your future mm-hmm. basically so it's really tough because all these kids they're growing up and not, and their parents aren't teaching them that you mm-hmm. know and they're just looking for the likes or the this and that on the internet or this and that at school and before you know it they get out of high school and they're going into college and they can't do anything bro exactly they can't do anything and it's and it's, it's sad to see it you know but in my head I'm just like okay survival of the fittest mm-hmm. you know like we don't want the workspace crowded with those people who can't do anything. You know, we want the workspace filled with motivated people who can keep their word and do what mm. they need to do. And that's kind of what I like about rolling with these guys. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons I like rolling with SoFlo, but yeah, I feel like we all have a pretty good work ethic, you know? I mean, of course, it's a lot of us, so it's hard to kind of, like, find a happy medium for everyone to, at the pace to be moving at, you yeah. know? But once the pace is established, it's definitely, definitely... Motivational and what's the word? Inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah. And motivational, inspiring, and it just helps us all like move forward. Yeah. Which is really, really dope. Cause I, I bro, I've worked with people who just have horrible work ethic. You know, mm. who can't do anything. Like bro, when I was studying music performance, fucking, it was very simple get your music practice your music and mm-hmm. your music come back to rehearsal with your music prepared yeah. you know it's common sense but these people wouldn't do it you know when you're win- you're playing in groups of like five six people mm-hmm. you know like if someone doesn't practice it's such a hindrance on the group you know and it's a demotivator and that was ha- what was happening to me like people wouldn't be practicing and it, I just stopped going to school you know like I s- stopped registering for classes you know I just stopped doing all this shit and it, it sucked and I had to come to this realization it's just like dude okay this isn't working out for mm-hmm. x and x x reason sure you could blame other people but you could blame yourself too mm-hmm. you know and i blame myself for just not continuing and just doing it you know and stopped going to school and shit like that so that's really where i picked up the ball with, with this and i'm also changed my major which is good so like i'm mm-hmm. actually studying something that i'm doing on a regular basis you know like every day and something that i feel like not only is a more profitable mm-hmm. market but also something I'll enjoy doing more, you know, because mm. I'm not stuck behind an instrument in an orchestra or whatever the fuck, wearing a fucking yeah. penguin suit. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I don't, you more you more broad with it now. You could do anything, you know. Yeah, bro. If I wanted to,
1: I could manage an orchestra mm-hmm. with this knowledge. I could manage an artist. You know, I can create a publishing company. I could create a fucking record studio if mm-hmm. I wanted to. Which is that's kind of like a goal. My I do want to have a recording studio, like. Mm-hmm when I can you yeah know we right? are that's
0: how our, our goals, man <laughs> it's right. been, been my goal since I was in high school you know to have like a record studio record label and mm-hmm. stuff it's something I'm still passionate about but as I got older um, marketing was like something that I fell in love with you know especially like in MySpace days and oh, yeah. yeah for real like y'all don't know about MySpace MySpace is like if it wasn't for MySpace it wouldn't be no Facebook no IG no Snapchat none of this stuff but it forced me to promote myself you know it forced me to mm-hmm. do that um, so yeah man uh, so what was what was your uh, your first track that you ever recorded oh the first track I ever recorded oh damn. I don't even have this, and every time <laughs> I, I
1: like, I think I have it like backed up on a computer somewhere. But mm-hmm. every time I hear it, I'm just like, dude, why did people let me put this out? You know, because like I yeah. feel like that's how it is with everyone. You know, your first track is always yeah. just like, Ugh. but um, it was this track called "You Thought You Knew," and I did everything. I did the whole arrangement. I fucking played the drums on it. Yeah, the keys on it. I did everything on it. And this is back when I had like like stop going to school and i was just like okay you know i'm i want to like try to do this shit for real you know and record this shit so like i bought a usb mic you know i had it there it came with this program called sonar because i I didn't have a macbook then but i do now Mm -hmm. and fucking i'm setting it up or whatever learning how to use the microphone i make this arrangement i write the words dude and it was, was crazy, dude. It was just, like, this crazy song. Not in a good way, like, in a bad crazy. Like, it, was, oh. it just went from <laughs> one all end over the to place. Like all over the place, bro. And I fucking I recorded and I was so proud of it, bro. And I'd show people, like, and they'd be <laughs> like, okay, like, that's cool. And I'm just like, damn, bro, like, fuck. It was, it was tough. And mm-hmm. when I put that out, I was kind of, like, not motivated, you know. I was just like, damn, dude, like. I'm not as good at this As I thought I was You know Mm. Because Like I was still coming off Of this arrogant mentality From playing instruments You know Mm. Because Bro I'm very talented I'm not even gonna Try to like Toot my own horn or anything But like I'm a talented Instrumentalist You know And I've I've played all types of gigs You know Done this and that Can read music really well Super proficient Mm. And so like That arrogance was coming on To like The realm of like Writing music and recording music Because dude Those are two completely Different things You know Mm. Like Sure, I could write a melody, but try writing words on top of that melody that makes sense, Mm -hmm. that people can relate to, you Mm -hmm. know, that you can enjoy yourself. And I feel like that's a big part of, like, writing music, you know. It's, like, those three um, properties. And it was very difficult for me, and that's why people didn't like it, because I didn't have that quality that was just, like, sticking with people, you know. It was just kind of words thrown on a paper, you know, recorded with a microphone Mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck. So that was tough. And I recorded a couple more... Made the beats for those two I mean, the mm-hmm. beats were okay But, like, the reason they were okay Is because I was just pulling loops And yeah, I, was yeah, yeah. Made, I wasn't doing <laughs> it from scratch And then I met the Soul Flow guys And me and my boy James Shout out to James mm-hmm. uh, We recorded this track called No Hurry Which is, like, my first time Like, okay, this is actually decent I could listen to it yeah. today And I'd be like, oh, it's not horrible You know, it's, it's not too bad So how, how, how old you were when you first met them? I was 18 18, so, 18, okay, yeah. so you... like 18 or 19 I'm not sure Mm -hmm. one of the two I mean it's not even that long ago Mm -hmm. but what happened was I started doing like gigs on my French horn Mm -hmm. just like going to different places and playing you know like in this I was playing jazz Mm -hmm. because I have an affinity for jazz I love it and I would be playing in Wynwood this party that party or whatever and my boy JC who's part of the movement too his name he goes by Squint Um, he was throwing this party for a homie of ours mm-hmm. a girlfriend it was like a masquerade party and shit it was mm-hmm. super lit super fun but he's having like live music and i was just like dude let me play my horn there or whatever the fuck yeah so i pulled up to the sound check you know setting up and i met these soul flow guys and i'm just like yo what's good mm-hmm. whatever the fuck i did my sound check and i left excuse me mm-hmm. i came back to the party did my thing and then when they came on to perform i was just like dude what the <laughs> this is crazy like this is really cool because I had never seen like live hip hop before mm-hmm. so I was just like damn this is dope as fuck and I was just like yo could I play my horn with you guys and they are like dude of course like what mm-hmm. the fuck so we were going back and forth that night and I got all their information and we exchanged information and I was writing songs at this time too this yeah. was like when I wrote that wack ass song that like no one fucked with I kept yeah. it on the low and I didn't tell anyone And then I was just like Dude like Let's do a song Like mm-hmm. I'm totally down Like put my horns You know and sing Cause like I said I've been singing forever And they were like Yeah yeah for sure For sure mm-hmm. So we played a couple more parties together We did Yeah you know, that Masquerade one We had a Halloween one mm-hmm. Like dude and it was fucking lit That Halloween party was lit I remember I it was, I knew it had to be lit It was Halloween <laughs> Yeah right I was, like, drunk as fuck playing the trumpet on top of, like, a yeah. big-ass monitor. It was crazy. And, yeah, we ended up linking up and putting out that song, like, at the beginning of the next year, which was, I think, 2016, 2015, something mm-hmm. like that. So, been a minute. And ever since I put that song out, I'm just like, okay, I actually want to, like, write songs, you know, yeah. and do this shit. So, I've been doing that since. And... I'm a lot of projects, and like I was telling you, I deleted a couple, but mm-hmm. I got so many projects, I'm kind of just like...
0: Yeah, because the first one know. that you, um, I seen you did was Paradise. Yeah, um, and that's the one I have up there right now. What was the, what was the backstory
1: with that uh, project? With that project, um, I, fucks, I don't know if you ever heard him. He's like an underground guy. His name's Feli. He's from Felly. Cali,
0: yeah. No, nah, I haven't
1: heard of him. He on SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah, he's on SoundCloud. Yeah, he's actually real dope. I fuck with him a lot. I get a lot of inspiration from that guy. but I'm um, going
0: to check him out later. Yeah,
1: I'll link you and shit. Uh, but I've been li- I was listening to a lot of him, and I was just like, dude, he has this, like, beach sound. You know, like, it's, like, really wavy shit. And I was mm-hmm. just like, damn, I kind of want to, like, emulate that, but in my own way. And that's why, like, when people get offended when someone says, oh, you sound like this person, you sound like mm-hmm. this person. I don't know why, because, like, dude, we draw influences from these yeah. people. You know, like, we're listening to them. We have to draw some type of influence. No one could
0: be hundred percent original, dude. No, that's ridiculous. Because music has been being made for centuries. because yeah, like, even even like producers, producers not original. They have some type of you know influences from mm-hmm. past you know producers and things like that.
1: And that's just how it is, bro. And so like when people say that shit, I'm just like fuck out of here, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's that's bullshit but i got a lot of inspiration for this guy and it was like the summertime so i was just like i'm gonna make this summertime project you know like put it out see what happens Mm -hmm. and that actually with that project that was the first song of mine that reached over a thousand plays on soundcloud which to me at the time was like a big deal and it kind of is still a big deal Mm -hmm. to me just because like our following or my following specifically isn't crazy you know Mm -hmm. it's
0: it's still growing, it,
1: It's growing, of course, and it'll always grow, you know. I hope, anyways. But it's just filled with a lot of dedicated people that, like, listen to my stuff mm-hmm. and like my stuff, you know. And I know a lot of them personally on, like, a personal level, so that helps, too, because it kind of creates that artist-fan engagement, you mm-hmm. know. But I don't even consider myself, like, on that level, and I don't consider my, them fans, you know. Like, mm-hmm. They're supporters, bro. They just support mm-hmm. me with what I'm doing, which I appreciate a lot. Yeah,
0: because Paradise reminded me of... Uh I, you know, currency is another person that I can hear in your Damn. music too. uh I when I seen even like the cover art and I was listening to the um the music I heard I thought about Pilot Talk Three. Mm. which is like one of my it's it's probably like my favorite, you know, project from Currency. Okay. It was something I mean that it was something yeah, it was something that um it's a dope album. It was something that was close to me because you know, I was in college and stuff like that. Um, I was at FIU, and mm-hmm. I was going through a lot, you know, with my grandma, things like that. And um, I had a low point, you know, GP. My GP was like 1.4 at one time. Damn. So it was just like, that was one of them albums that uplifted me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I got to do. Because, you know, I always tell people, music helps you in different mm-hmm. situations, in every situation. So... That was one of them, you know, albums that I really appreciate to this day and I can go back to. And when I was listening to Paradise, I was like, I, I can hear that too as well. You know That's what I'm crazy. saying? That's crazy, yeah. So you had, um, the next project that you had was, a uh, Nobody Else. I didn't get the chance to listen to this. Mm-hmm. But what was his backstory about that one? Okay, so after
1: Paradise, like... I I code, like I write projects while mm. I'm making on other projects, you mm. know, because I feel like when you're moving your pen, bro, whatever comes out, comes out. And mm. how it works is, you know, you make certain tracks and you kind of fit them together to create this vibe, you know, and, and you call it a project or an album, whatever. The mm. thing. And so at the time of writing Paradise and, like, mixing it and stuff, I also had this idea to make, like, a longer project where I kind of talk about how nobody else can make your life what you want it besides yourself you know mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea that revolves around this album and there's a theme that goes on in, throughout the album that I was really actually happy to do and it's this little theme It goes you don't need nobody else you just do you I'm gonna do me mm-hmm. you know and that's the basis around this project so at this time in my life too I was You know, really just kind of getting hands-on with it, you know, like I started getting more comfortable behind the mic, comfortable mixing Mm. shit, you know, because it takes a minute. You could have the best bars right off the bat, Mm. but if you don't sound comfortable on the mic, you know, it's not going to do you much good. Mm. So at this time, I was kind of gaining my chops a little bit and putting it behind these records that I was writing, and I was just like, damn, you know, like I can actually formulate something more coherent with this and I started getting more into it and more mm. into it and more into it and before you knew it before I knew it I had like 18, 19 records mm. it's just like that could fit this shit yeah. and I shaved it down to like I don't know 13 like 14, or 14, 14 or some or- shit like that and it was really cool and when I dropped it or whatever we had like a listening party got high as fuck <laughs> got drunk <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. the whole nine yards but it was actually I'm very glad I worked out that one because it kind of like forced me to like Flex a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. with like something that I had never done before, because I never made something that long, number one, and number two, I just thought it was just like, wow, this is actually really coherent, mm-hmm. and there's something solid throughout the whole way through, and then a couple months after that, my mom passed, and I might well, as well yeah. just chain, chain this into the yeah. next album, her project, so my mom passed, and this project that I had made it was resonating with me heavy. Because I was just like, damn, I'm literally the only person that can do what I want with my life now. And that
0: was the Into the Stars was the next project.
1: That was, I, I released that one. Before my mom passed, or I'm not exactly sure when I released that one, but that one was something that had already been done like so you mixed did for it, months. And
0: you just released I it. I just released it. it. So there's no backstory behind that one. No, nah,
1: not really. Just I told my boy, I was just like, I want to make an
0: EP with you. Let's do yes. it. <laughs> and he was just like, I. But son of a queen was when after your your mom passed. Yeah. You know the the introduction. You know when you was I guess you was calling her. Yeah. You know that was something that was deep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Awesome. I remember when I recorded that, too, I was...
1: Because it happened in real life. I I went to this seminar, yeah. like, a mm-hmm. month or two after it happened. And this the, the guy who was leading the seminar, he was just like, you guys need to, like, make amends with people that you haven't made amends with in your life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, dude, i got to give her a call. Even though I knew no one was going to ask the phone, it was going to go straight to voicemail because, like, she's not here anymore, you know? Mm-hmm so I called it and I was basically that conversation I was like bawling on the phone like fucking crying you know like mm. being really vulnerable and then I thought about making this project you know cause like every like you're saying dude music makes you feel type of way yeah. Dude, music can get you out of the worst slump in yeah. your life dude and that is true to me 100% something that one of my professors told me a couple of years ago he was just like Music is like taking a piece of heaven and bringing it down to earth, you know, and it's crazy. Ever since I heard that, I'm just like, whoa, dude, Mm. like this is some next level shit. And so I was just like, damn, I want to make something that I can resonate and feel, you know, and have other people feel too. And I was really, really vulnerable in that Mm. moment. You know, like, bro, every time that if I'm playing my SoundCloud, every time that that introduction comes Mm. off, I always skip it because I know like the power and the impact Mm. that it has, you know, and I don't want to be put in that moment again. But I remember when I was doing it, I was a little skeptical because it's just so, mm-hmm. so real, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I wanted to, like, bring people into this shit. It's just like, dude, I'm not joking about this. This is serious. Yeah. This is legit. Because I remember when I started telling people, people were like, Nah, dude, you're joking. Like, there's no way. And I'm just like, no, dude, I wouldn't fucking joke about something mm-hmm. like this, you know. So I kind of wanted to set that tone and that boundary right there so people realized that I wasn't fucking around, you know. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. joking this time around. Cause I had released a lot of projects and a lot of singles, you know, a lot of hit or miss type shit. Mm-hmm. But I wanted this thing to be like the actual, like, dude, I'm fucking serious, mm-hmm. like, I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. And I think it came up, turned out pretty well. Like, I really like all the records you, on there.
0: You think it was, it was really, it was, it was really touching, cause like, um, my grand, my grandma I always say, you know, my, I'm, you know, I had my mom and my dad, but my grandma was like my rock, mm-hmm. you know. And even before, before she passed, I had an auntie. That was really close to And, Like when she passed, it was hard. So like, you know, to today this morning, when I was taking a shower, you know, I was just visioning like, you know, me with my grandma. You know, as you know, as I am right now, just you know, know like messing with her and stuff. You know, come in the house. You know, see how she's doing and things like that. And you know, sometimes you know, you have to reflect. Even though sometimes it's kind of hard, cause my my fiance she just, her, she just um lost her grandfather like a month ago. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? I always tell her like um it's it's gonna hurt. Like my grandma been going for four years now, so it's still gonna hurt. But through time, you have to just reflect on the on the good mm-hmm. things, you know, and and and, and just realize mm-hmm. any achievements that you've done or anything that you're doing, just know that you know they're in the and they in a, even though they in another place they're not here physically they're here spiritually yeah and they're you know, always so. giving you their blessing no matter what
1: and that's something that I I remember after a show that I did um, my brother my younger brother always comes to the shows yeah. like always he's like my number one supporter and my mm-hmm. girl too mm-hmm. and we know this girl from band in high school mm-hmm. that her mom passed away when mm-hmm. she, we were in high school and I'm always just like, damn, dude, I'm so glad that I hadn't, like, that this is not me, you know, in that situation. Yeah. And then it actually happened to me. Yeah. And this girl, like, is a good supporter of us, too, so she came out to the show. And she just gave me a hug after we performed and stuff. And she was just like, dude, anything you need to talk about, like, I'm here, yeah. you know. Like, because we have that connection now, mm. you know, like, not a connection that necessarily is good or whatever. Mm. But she gave me a nod of knowledge, you know. She was she's telling me basically what you were telling me right now. It's always going to hurt, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never going to go away. No. Think it If you think it is, you're playing yourself. And the only thing you have to do is just find comfort, you know, mm-hmm. and peace that they're in a better place, you know, that they're always looking out for you. You mm-hmm. have the memories, you mm-hmm. know, like something that that's stuff that will never die, you mm-hmm. know. The memories and thoughts and the good times, they'll never die because mm-hmm. they leave if something is a genuine good moment it always leaves a resonance inside of you you know and i'm a strong believer of like energy and auras Mm -hmm. and shit like that bro and i feel like energy doesn't pass without leaving a mark dude exactly so that was that was a big thing and i really thanked her for that conversation because it was like an eye-opener you know and like just having someone there telling you like i have your back like i support you you know it's not something we get a, nowadays. No, no, no. Especially
0: know? you know, especially in this generation, it's just it's crazy how like you know. For me, I always felt that I'm not a social person like that. Mm-hmm. Like the the, the 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 go-getter person. Like, oh, I have to talk to this person and stuff like that, like in public. But I'm always that person that like, you need to talk to me. Like you can just come talk to me and, and you know. I'm open-minded, you know, I always tell people I'm open-minded to anything, if you got problems with this, relationships, anything, like, I've always been that type of person since I was mm-hmm. growing up, you know, yeah. I had grown people come and talk to me and tell them, tell me about what they going through, because I'm like, like the a, therapist. yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like a, 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 a diary, because mm-hmm. when people tell me stuff, way. I don't, I don't share with nobody else, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I just keep it like that, you know what I'm saying, but. Yeah, man. Like it's I don't I don't know why people is like that nowadays. Like they don't yeah. just support each other, whether it's emotionally, whether it's you know, uh, physically in terms of like you know you doing music, mm-hmm. you know why not support that person in any way, shape, or form? You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's it's crazy, man. Especially with the music, it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. because people
1: will support you, but like. On the internet or whatever, but behind the scenes, be talking shit about you, yeah, some shit yeah. like that. I don't understand. Like, and I put it on my Instagram story the other day. I was like, I put this poll. I was just like, Oh, anyone want to hear this new record I've been working on? Mm-hmm. And like, people were voting yes, and people were voting no, and mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. And I'm just like, Bro, if you don't support me, you, the unfollow button's right there. Mm-hmm. Number one and number two. Like, is it hard? Is it that hard, you know, to actually give someone a chance, you know, mm-hmm. like, and and listen to their stuff, and mm-hmm. then if you don't like it. To give them your feedback, mm-hmm. like, I feel like as a, like an independent, you know, as someone who doesn't have a long, a big following, you know, as someone who's still working on their craft, mm-hmm. like, the, the feedback, you know, and what people think about your records has a lot to do with the next record you put out, you know, because if mm-hmm. someone tells you, like, yo, dude, I liked everything except for this, you know, like, whether it be in, in the mix or, like, mm-hmm. the writing and stuff, you know, If you're a true artist, you know, you're not going to get offended, number one, and you're going to take what they tell Mm -hmm. you and take it into consideration, bro. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily making music for them. You're still making it for yourself, Mm -hmm. but you're just keeping an eye out for things that people are listening to. And it goes back to those three things I was talking about earlier, you know, making sure you like your music, making sure others like your music, and making sure your music is relatable. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, no one's going to stream your shit if they don't relate to it, if they don't like it, you know, like... And I, I think if you don't like your music, why are you putting it out? You know
0: exactly. You should just you know hold it down. Like for example, a lot of I just start noticing a lot of people, even myself, we all guilty to, guilty of to it is visuals. Mm-hmm. You know, once you see like that dope artwork, you like you know what? Let me let me take a listen to that. Um, but also too, it's a lot of hype beats. Like I feel like for you for you W, once you grow. You know, once you hit You know, the billboards and things like that Because I believe you will Damn, thank you man um, It's going it's, Them people that said no Is eventually going to be like, you know what Yeah, of course I mean, but at the end of the day, you can't be petty about it no, Because, you know, some people Is, are different, you know Some people don't have that much time Like for me, I wish I had the time in the world To listen to every artist that sent me emails or that I have on social media, but I don't. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the place. You I know feel what you, know? I'm saying? But it's just you know, it's it is kind of messed up. Well, you when you become you know even semi-famous, semi-like notice noticeable in your in your own state. Mm-hmm. That's when people want to take you seriously. I feel like people should take you seriously when you're at your lowest, because oh. that's when you're working harder. Mm-hmm a hundred times more you know right, what I'm saying and I completely agree with that because like it, I don't
1: understand why people don't take you seriously when you're clearly putting forth the work and the effort you yeah. know like I feel like if you're actually working towards something it's it's a no brainer to take someone serious yeah. you know like if someone tells me like oh yeah I want to be a professional skateboarder for instance and I'm mm. like alright and I see him practicing every day outside you know mm. like why wouldn't I take the dude serious? You know, and it's just the same for me. I'm working on something every day, whether it be mixing, promoting myself somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. writing, like you're saying, marketing, which is what you specialize Mm -hmm. in. Like, it all coexists inside of each other, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I don't understand why people don't take me seriously Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And it could be for a lot of reasons. You know, I just feel like, again, it's kind of this idea we're talking about with social media Mm -hmm. and how it's, created this aura of like arrogance and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, and everyone's just looking for likes and clout and, and this and that, you know, like not real genuine like shit. And that's kind of like why I feel like my music has gone in the direction it's gone to mm-hmm. is because like, bro, a lot of music is not genuine these days. A lot of music doesn't make you feel emotional. Don't,
0: don't. You have to, sometimes you have to either look through so hard, like, or you have to go way back in the day mm-hmm. to get that feeling. And you shouldn't be like that. I mean, like I said, you know, artists like yourself. You know, it's, it's 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 a handful of artists. You know, especially down here that I can just listen to and and get that different emotions. like feel good. You mm-hmm. know, excitement. You know, kind of. You know, you want for music. You want. Your audience to have different types of emotions Different types of moves Yeah bro You know what I'm saying Because it, it's like a DJ We always say you want to do the, the Pick up Go down, pick up mm-hmm. Go down, pick up Because when you pick up You know it's that Crump music and stuff like that Trap music when you go down It's more lyrical and, mm-hmm. Or more like R&B and stuff like yeah. that And then you want to pick up again Because you like seeing that 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 roller coaster. You wanna you. For me, I always felt like as an artist, your main goal is to have reviews of people saying like this album had. It was like a roller coaster ride. Like this album had me excited, had me down because of you know it. It it helped me reminisce about certain things. Mm -hmm. It, It it made me happy and stuff like that. You want a project that's like can do that to a person and they can be like I want to listen to this again you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like it's, 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 it's crazy man I mean some artists say that it's, it's getting better which is, uh, to me in my opinion it is getting better but it still needs a lot of work yeah it definitely needs a lot of work a lot right? of work to do um, those, do, you, do you think that social like we, we said social media has a big part of it but oh, you yeah. really think that social media really is the only reason why you know people don't take people seriously or...
1: Yeah. Honestly, because, yeah. like... Bro, I'm not the type of person to post everything on social media. You yeah. Know? I think that that's just feeding the sheep or whatever, like, yeah. feeding the chickens, bro. Mm. And that has a lot to do with it, too, because, like, people think you put every move of your life on social media. You don't bro. have to. Nah, bro, you you don't have to. I mean, it's better not to. Mm. You, you let, keep them guessing for your next move or whatever mm. the fuck, you know? Like... And so when people don't see you, like, posting on social... Like, for instance, me and my girl, let's say I don't post on social media for months, like a picture of her and Mm I on Instagram or whatever, fucking she does the same. People are going to think we've broken up or some shit like that, you know? It's it's not the truth. Just because we don't put it on social media doesn't mean it actually happened, you know? Like, we're just keeping low-key, you know, doing shit by ourselves, you know? We don't have to share our lives to the world. And... You know, it's easier to not do that When you're independent Like, as you're, you're signed to a major label mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like Goes into your marketing, you know Like, you mm-hmm. kind of need to be active on social media yeah. Just to let people know what you're doing But, like, for someone like me Who's trying to stay, you know, humble And not low-key about my music But I'm not trying to, like, give away all my cards, you know Because yeah. I got a full hand Like, it's better for me And I think people see that as a sign of, like Oh, he's not really serious about mm-hmm. this, you know and not only that, but, bro, and Twitter, everyone makes music on Twitter, bro. Everyone makes music on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes, bro, since me and my boys started doing this music shit, people from our town, bro, are come up to us. Yo, record me. Do this. Do that. Mm-hmm. I want to write. I want to do this. And it's just like it'd be, I was surprised at how many people like actually started doing it after mm-hmm. we did it. And I feel like that's how social media is, too, bro. You start doing it, and then someone else is going to start doing it, and someone else is going to start doing it. Before you know mm. it, it becomes oversaturated. Mm. So, like, it makes sense why no one supports these SoundCloud artists because, like, they probably heard one too many that were just trash, you know? Yeah. And not everyone's trash, but everyone makes music. Mm-hmm. So it's it's double-edged sword. I mean, granted, if someone wants to make music, by all means, bro, go make music. I'll tell them that. But at the end of the day, it kind of hurts me because... Someone might hear their shit And someone might hear A friend of their shit And I'm Mm -hmm. affiliated with them So they might think
0: Oh I'm trash too I ain't gonna lie It it, it be like that sometimes you'll be surprised man It be some artists That sound garbage But like They homeboys Or affiliates Be sounding way Way good Like Mm -hmm. this, I just feel like it's, It's A lot of people look for the quick money. Yeah, You know, and and I feel like that's another reason why um, music is where it is right now. It's too much quick money. Like, it's too much, oh, I need this right now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no longevity. Mm -hmm. Like, a question I was about to ask you, I asked a few other artists is that, are you the type of artist to release something every month or every, like, twice a year in terms of, all right, you have an album, Right. And then you drop an EP. To me, that's cool. Especially nowadays. But would you rather drop like just an album and an EP and wait like, another year or two?
1: Depends how much clout I have. You know, like how much of a following I have. Yeah. Because right now, I've noticed that my singles get more play than an EP or an mm-hmm. album does. Because of the fact that people want that. They, they have very short attention span. It's yeah, kind of like this quick money thing we're talking mm-hmm. about. People just won't listen to a 10-track album as opposed mm. to one single, you mm-hmm. know? And so, me personally, at this point in time, I don't even think I'd drop an album or an EP. i just go the singles yeah, route. The singles yeah, that, yeah. And that's kind of what Russ did. I mean, that's what popped him off. He was dropping mm. singles, like, every week or whatever, every Friday or some shit, and he gained traction. Mm. And that's how he got his following, you know? Because I feel like if you make an album... And I'm very guilty of this, bro. I've made a lot of projects, and I kind of look back on it. And I'm just like, I could have not done that, you know, and mm-hmm. might be in the same place or be a little farther ahead. <laughs> but regardless, if you don't have the following and of people who actually care about your story, yeah. no one's going to listen to it, number one. And number two, if no one's going to listen to it, why bother even putting that much energy yeah. into a coherent project when you could put as much energy and get 25 singles out of it, you know? Yeah and have those and stack them up, stack them up so you can release one every two weeks or some shit, one every week and gain more following like that.
0: Yeah, because I feel like, especially with streaming, I feel like um, singles is the best way to start off right now, Mm -hmm. especially like you have a single and that single could be in the billboards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. And then once, I feel like, like, for example, what Cardi B did, I think what she did was... Uh, a great way A great blueprint To do things now Like she came out With singles She was featured In different songs And then people Came mm-hmm. to the point Like what's the album at Where's the album at Cause she did Two misstakes too But it was yep. a mis-tapes, So Like was the mm-hmm. album at Now she finna drop The album next Friday So it's just like I see what she did And there's a few Like you said Russ did the same thing Yeah You know there's a few Of the artists that done it And now they're successful You yeah, know what I'm saying Yeah definitely so, I mean, that, I that's
1: the way to go. I mean, that's how X popped off, too, with that Look At Me track. Yeah, yeah. It got memed up, and mm-hmm. everyone was bumping that. And then after all that clout that he generated and all that fame he generated, then he finally went and dropped, what was it, um, fucking Members Only 3 or some mm-hmm. shit like that. And then he just dropped, like, an EP, and now he just finally dropped his album, which is on number one on the Billboard, Yeah, which is crazy. He took the time, you know, instead yeah. of, like, blowing up and then dropping it, he let... The hype, kind of like how Cardi B yeah. too. She was wait, she just waited for people to be like, "Where's the album? Yeah, at? Where's she the gonna album?" gonna sell
0: album? over six hundred thousand. Oh,
1: she's gonna sell a lot, bro. Huh? <laughs> she's
0: gonna, <laughs> she gonna sell a lot. She's gonna sell a lot. Um, well, I was about to ask you. So, Slow so Flow Records, you the only um artist under the? Or no, the I'm couple not no? We we actually got a bunch actually, which is cool. I like mm-hmm. it because it gives a wide
1: variety and different mm-hmm. sounds, and that's something I've always said. It's like we all have our own unique sound. Mm -hmm. to us which is really cool and then when we collaborate it creates like this new blend of shit which is really nice but it's me my boy Jab Squint Mm -hmm. Soflo James Reserved Young Merv Benny Laveau Lil Chris uh, I think I got everyone
0: Area. What, what part of Miami are they from? Now we're oh, all from High area. Ohio, so yeah, Miami Springs. I wanna get into that Because uh, I had a deep conversation with ER three oh five. I don't know I don't know if you know him. No, I'm not familiar. But he's more he's more of an older rapper. He's like underground, okay. like 30, 31 years old. But um we were talking about the different, you know, things of Miami Day, kinda like the different areas and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, when people go to New York and LA and Chicago and even Orlando, they'll talk about, like, the different um, places, you know, and in And you the get city. different sounds. Yeah, and, and and I was telling him, a lot of people out of towners don't understand that Miami's the same way, you know. Yeah, the whole state is too, but, like, Miami in general, mm-hmm. like, we don't just have, the, like, the South Beaches or the Carol cities and stuff. You got all these other you got like High Leahs and, and the Doral's and Miami Springs you got the Homesteads you got the Candles. Mm-hmm. you got the North Miami North Miami Beach and stuff like that and um I want to talk about High in general because mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends uh, from high school that was from High Leah. and I noticed that high liars, a lot of people from High are like hustlers like y'all have your own businesses mm-hmm. you know y'all have oh, yeah. like everything going on so how is it, you know, for people that don't know about Hialeah, you know, especially for the out-of-tanas, towners? is it really in Hialeah? It depends where you go, of course, because you got Hialeah. Because y'all the, like your own city, like north, yeah.
1: south, east, west. Like. Yeah, bro, what it's the separated west, east, northeast, southeast, yeah. and then we're here in Opelaka, which is like north Hialeah. Yeah. And... It's different. Like you said, everyone's got a hustle mentality, bro. You go down the street and you see people selling oranges, selling limes, selling mm-hmm. fruits, selling roses, like selling everything, bro. Yeah. And that's one level of, to it. And then you got the, the family-owned business level, which I took part in because, like, my family owned a business in Hialeah at one point. Yeah. And so, like, that's another level of it. And everyone's just hustling, bro, because... Everyone in Haile is a minority, bro. Everyone's yeah. Hispanic, some type of Hispanic or African-American or some yeah. shit like that. So everyone's hustling to get their bread to pay off whatever they need to pay off, yeah. you know? And on top of it, you know, like, everyone loves to party. Everyone yeah. loves getting drunk, <laughs> smoking cigars, you know? Like yeah. Doing all that shit. So it's a lifestyle, bro. And... How that affects the sound of the music bro is it's everywhere. Like in Haiti, especially it's like it's everywhere bro. There's people that are making like real old school hip hop sounding shit. Yeah. People who are making trap music, people are kinda doing what me and my boys are doing. Mm-hmm. People who are doing straight up reggaeton, yeah. like fucking Spanish soul music and shit like that. That's what I like about Haiti. It's just a big ass melting pot, you know, it's yeah. like sounds. They're here, and the only place I found like that too is Candle and Homestead area, bro. Yeah, it's, like, it's completely like difference. mixed with yeah. the sounds, bro. Like my boys, shout out Aleo and Vadic. I don't know if you know Vadic, but he nah, bro. He's he's the goat. Where he from?
0: Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. Homestead. Homestead. I gotta tell people like Homestead is like the if you want to see the if you want to really see the countryside of Miami, like that's Homestead. Mm-hmm. Homestead is like his own. We call it God's back. Mm-hmm. Like my mom said, like it's it's literally guys. But when it be nighttime, it's dark. When it get cold in the winter, I always felt like hot. Like Homestead was like the coldest for some reason. Homestead is cold. It's like, yeah, the real. coldest part.
1: <laughs> the, the reason being is because it's not as it's not a big city like Miami. Yeah. You know, like heat's radiating, radiating off of buildings and cars yeah. and homes. You know, in Homestead. You got acres and acres of property before you hit your neighbors, you yeah. know. And so I can understand why
0: it's cold. Yeah, definitely. Cause it'd be like, it, let's say, like up this way, it'd be like what fifty two. Mm-hmm. Down there, be like in the mid forties, but yeah, it's man. like cold. Like it's just, I don't know, man. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Homestead got its own vibe to it. Like it's a lot of Mexicans down there too. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. That's where you see, like the the um the low riders and things like that oh, yeah, they should um like it just it's just, you know when I was talking to ER 305 like we were talking about like Day County in general, like you could just tell the difference from the north and the south. Like the north is more you know we more urbanist, more you know, more city, but when you go down south, down south it's more the laid back, the countryside, yeah. the you know if you wanna compare like one city is Houston you know like Houston got the north side and the south side i think the north side listen to Chopped and screw more than the south side i'm trying I'm, I'm trying to remember you know but it's the same concept yeah though. it's the same concept though down down there is like they known for like jams and things like that Mel mm-hmm. yeah. you know, pill we was known for like i don't know like cars and things like that yeah definitely, so. dude definitely 100% i agree yeah. with that but uh, before we end the show, um, who are your top five artists of all time? Damn,
1: of all time. And this could be, like, bands, too, right? Yeah. All right, because I got a, I, like I was saying before, I got a wide palette of music. I listen to everything, bro. Lion music, rock and roll, old school shit, new school shit. My top five, though. Whew. I gotta say Kendrick Lamar is definitely number one and I'm gonna go one to five just for the reason being. I think Kendrick Lamar is probably the most versatile artist in music today. Yeah. You know, just off of, just like listening to all his projects, you know, and like hearing the growth and the ideas kind of just like mature over time, you know, but he could still, like bro, Kendrick Lamar to this day could still go back and do shit for, like a style like overly dedicated like Section 80 easily and so he's my number one Number two I gotta say Frank Ocean Frank Ocean I love I fucking love Frank Ocean dude Like he's another sound Yeah bro Another artist who's just really versatile Really different you know
0: I think he was ahead of his time too mm-hmm.
1: Way 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 way, yeah. way way Definitely Number three I'm gonna say Pink Floyd okay. Just cause Pink Floyd In rock music And just in music in general They were pioneers You yeah. know Of that kind of psychedelic sound but then they would bring influences of jazz inside their music, whether it, whether it was instruments like the saxophone, or like the blues pattern, you know, with their chord progressions. I've I've never done like a top five, bro. So this is nice getting me thinking a little bit. All right, all right. Number four, I'll say Jay Cole. Jay Cole, four. Okay. You know, just because he's the fucking, he's a genius in his own right, bro. He makes it sound so easy. I think he's one of the very few artists. To this day You know That just makes it sound easy Yeah Like so effortless And so easy um, And number five Damn <laughs> I'm gonna say Kanye Kanye Yeah okay, bro like
0: um, the... I think Cause what year you was born? I was 96 96 I was like I'm born 92 mm-hmm. I noticed that 95 94 Between 94 and 96 A lot of y'all have Kanye in your, in your top five. What is the main reason for you? Me,
1: personally? I like... Beside, aside from the music, I like how he's a jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. He does his own mixing, his own production. He writes his words. I mean, he has other people co-write with him, of course, but I feel like that's anything nowadays. You're going to have co-writers. Mm-hmm. But musically, kind of like um, Kendrick. I like how he's developed over the years. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't let new advances in technology and sound hold him back from the shit he was spitting, you know, in uh, College Dropout and shit mm-hmm. like that, you know, like, because College Dropout, supposed to Life of Pablo, it's like two different, yeah, two, things, bro, different two, things, two completely yeah. different things, yeah. and I that's what I really like about Kanye, is that he has that, this old stuff, which is like the fucking bangers, you know, you just bob your head to yeah. listen to the bars, and then you have the new stuff, which is playing around with Sonics, you know, and yeah. experimenting and testing this and testing that. And what I really like, I mean, people will probably shave me for this if they hear it, but my favorite album if his, besides Graduation, because I think that is just like a top five album. Yeah, that's album my favorite bro. film of top all time. Top five album. I really like 808s and Heartbreak, as opposed to My dark, uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I was about. To th- Do you like Yeezus? It has his moments. It has his moments for me. I, I got I, I, me me. <laughs> and D, I don't
0: know if you know DJ Luna. No, I don't. She's she's a dope. She a up and coming DJ from down here. But that's dope. Me and her, like, I'm I'm trying to like one of these days when I go to the gym, I'm listening yeah. to it. and I'm gonna get my feedback. Mm-hmm. Cause like she her and uh, Chillet Pierre, they both said they like Jesus to me. I ain't. I, it was a couple of songs I like from it. No, that's
1: what I'm
0: saying too. I ain't really. And then um, What's it called Dark Phantom um, Yeah My Beautiful Dark My Beautiful Dark Fantasy mm-hmm. Twisted Dark Fantasy I actually just listened to the album At the end of the last year mm-hmm. And like I appreciate it Because it came on When I was in high school mm-hmm. And I'm like Damn Like this album Was really great mm-hmm. Graduation's still my favorite bro. But oh, yeah. I think That album Maybe top three or four Yeah bro It's, its really catalog- really good It's a good album like, without a doubt Cause he did bring up everybody Yeah, bro like, he had Rick Ross Rick Nick Ross, Minas. that Rick Ross
1: feature is just So fucking And great, he dude.
0: spoke upon it cause he said uh, He had something on Complex, Rick Ross said that Yeah, I saw that yeah, shit he where was, he had to write it again Yeah, he was like, bro, it don't matter You from the North, South, East, West, Kanye Like, he brought out the best out of you mm-hmm. Like, he brought that sound You know what I'm saying? Out of you, you know what I'm saying? And, And that's something that I've heard a lot,
1: like, from a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, like, Kanye brings out the better in you, you know? And I feel like it's just that artistic mind that he has, you know? And not only does he do music, bro, but he does clothing, too. Yeah. Like, and he's a very successful Mm -hmm. fashion designer. And, like, how many people in the rap industry can you say do that, or in the music industry in general, you know? only person I can really think of is, like, Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Or like, Fenty. And that's about it on my list. So... I don't know. I just feel like Kanye is a very, very, very smart man. And he gets a bad rap a lot yeah. of the times, you know, because yeah. he's not
0: afraid to speak his yeah, mind. Yeah, he's passionate about what yeah, he do, you know. I can't really knock him about that. Mm. So where do you see yourself out of 10 years from now?
1: 10 years from now? Hopefully touring, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I really want to do that. I mean, and like I mentioned earlier, I want to have a studio, mm. you know. But, like, I have a studio now, but, like, a more legit, legitimate studio, you know, like, that I have like not in my bedroom you know yeah, cause yeah. that's where I do all my shit I record it all in my bedroom mix it in my bedroom you know mm. you can only get so far with that because I eventually mean, the Migos, you start... the Migos did it the Migos yeah. did it
0: in their closet of course you know and
1: I'm, I'm not saying it can't be done you know but for me I don't know I just kinda wanna have like that professional ambience and vibe you know when I go into to record music not just like Putting on the headphones and seeing like my laundry in the bin. Oh, yeah, there, yeah you know, feel, <laughs> you
0: want something that's like you can just see that like, gets me in, in the and zone. And yeah, yeah, I get you, know? you But, um, any shout outs before we uh close out the podcast? Yeah, bro, I
1: was like, thinking about this too. <laughs> I <was> just like, <laughs> yeah, let me shout out all the Sofla records the Sofla boys, fucking Guava Gang, you know how it is, Young Kyle, fucking bitch ass bitch cow <laughs> uh you know vatic aleo and that whole gang from kendall homestead area arzu cash camp whole vcr records baby g fucks with you my boy street wolf in manchester gotta love mm-hmm. him uh t clips fucking jones everyone i did that cypher with uh yeah and just anyone listening to this shit if you fucks with me if you fucks with what I'm saying Follow me on SoundCloud Instagram, Twitter Everything Just type in Young Dably You'll see me there Yeah man I appreciate
0: you coming on the show
1: man Thank you dude. I appreciate
0: the, it Welcome to the Hall of Fame Welcome to the, the family <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah man So this has been Sports Biz Music The Podcast Episode 26 um, You can listen to us On r Radio iTunes Voto Stitcher Radio Audio Boom Coming soon to SoundCloud um, Just trying to expand man But uh Man, we out. Yeah.